Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday listen to Conversation with Unc hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, ready to go. Phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. What you saw that you liked, you didn't like. A belated happy Father's Day. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. By the way, stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Tonight, Avalanche at the Lightning. It's game three, Colorado up 2-0. The Hornets still looking for a head coach, and the Yankees lead the majors with 49 victories. You know, when you think about it, when this season started, it felt like Ryan Cashman, the GM's job, was maybe in jeopardy. Maybe. It's been a while for the Yankees, but uh, feels like all the pieces are there so far. But uh, you got other teams that are going to be there, you know, down the stretch. We've seen this before. Somebody is great first half of the season. How are they in the second half? Injuries play a big part as well. We'd like to say hello to our newest affiliate, 94.9 The Fan, Nashville, Tennessee. And you remember uh, the program director, Chase McCabe, Paulie. Oh, that guy. Yeah, good guy. You don't want to go drinking with him, though, because he'll put you under the table. He's a good man. Good man, Chase McCabe. He uh, has us in Nashville, Tennessee, as we inch closer to 400 radio stations around America. Yes, Paulie? Sounds like a detective show. Chase McCabe. Chase McCabe. Like he's going to take you down in in like a Corvette. I'm sorry, what's your name, Chase McCabe? Uh, new T-shirts available. Well, I love what we've done here. The uh, Dub Nation, we got you covered. We got a few new T-shirts. DanPatrick.com celebrating the uh, dynasty here with the Golden State Warriors. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at DanPatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Once again, we'll come up with a poll question. We have our play of the day, uh, stat of the day or two. 
But you can dial us up, be part of the program in a variety of ways. You can email, you can tweet, and you can call us as well. If you're looking for a major payday, then the Live Tour is going to provide that if you're a golfer. But the PGA Tour still provides something that you will not find on the Live Tour. And that was on display on Sunday. Higher stakes, more tradition, tension, changing lives. That's what happened yesterday. You know, Will Zalatoris is a wonderful player. And he's been runner-up now three times in a major. But you had Matthew Fitzpatrick, 27 years of age, still wearing braces. And he's out there, and he had one of the more incredible final rounds of a major in history. U.S. Open win puts you in the same category as the all-time greats. He's in a category now with Jack Nicklaus, won a U.S. amateur, and ended up winning the U.S. Open. The Live Tour is going to live, and I don't know how long it continues to live, but it financially will live as long as the Saudis are interested in keeping it alive. It's going to be curious as we move forward what kind of concessions are made on either side to maybe accommodate some of these golfers. Are they going to be able to help them out in a way? Are they going to try to bury them? Like, I think the politics is going to be interesting as we move forward. But this was a reminder, a not-so-subtle reminder of this is what happens when you play big-time golf and important golf, where it comes down to one shot. And in case you're wondering, the uh, live players didn't fare well. Of the 15 players at the U.S. Open who competed in the first live golf event or announced they'll play in the next one, only four made the cut, finishing a combined plus 35. Uh, you had Dustin Johnson, who played okay. Phil didn't make the cut. You know, that there were a lot of memes about that, a lot of jokes, because the live tour, everybody makes the cut. U.S. Open, not the case. But uh, Dustin Johnson finished at plus four. Uh, Patrick Reed, plus 10. Bryson DeChambeau, uh, DeChambeau, plus 13. Mickelson, plus 11, not making the cut. Louis Oosthuizen, you know, down, down the list we go. But uh, it was fun to watch. And uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick finally getting a win on tour, and it happens to be a major. Mike Tirico has the question for Matthew Fitzpatrick on finally winning. Matthew Fitzpatrick, major champion. How does that sound to you? Yeah, no, no words. Um, it's what you grow up dreaming of. It's it's something I've worked so hard for for such a long time. And, um, you know, there was a big monkey on my back trying to win over here. And everyone, all they ever talked about was that. And, um, you know, to do it as a, as a major for my first win, there's, uh, there's nothing better. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to see that. He's the kind of guy that shows up at the golf event and they go, uh, no, you're not a golfer. You're... <laughs> You're somebody's son here. No, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 27. Will Zalatoris, same way. He shows up and it's like, where's your dad? No, I'm a golfer. No, you're not. No. It's like, you know, the fake Clay Thompson who gets in, you know. <laughs> now everybody on high alert, they're not, no, you look kind of like a golfer, but you're not. You're way too young. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Uh, We'll uh, talk some football coming up. I don't know if the Panthers and the Browns may be getting closer to a deal with Baker Mayfield. And it feels like Carolina is just going to wait, wait as long as they can, because they know that Cleveland is going to have to pony up some of this salary here. It's almost $19 million. Are they going to pay 10 million of that? At what point does Carolina go? We got a bargain. 
We can't pass this up. Also, source told me this morning, we are inching closer to hearing that final decision by the NFL on the disciplinary action. Now, I said, give me a time frame. And uh, my source said, it's going to come to a head here probably in the next week or so. Now, Washington Post on Friday had a big headline that said, NFL will argue for significant suspension for Deshaun Watson. We'll have more on this coming up. I don't know what significant means because, and I don't know the last time significant was ever used in somebody being suspended. Is it like DeAndre Hopkins? Did he get a significant suspension or just a suspension? What was it? Eight games, I think for him with a drug test, but a significant one feels like, feels like, and I tried to get clarification on this, maybe the season. But if you're the Cleveland Browns, you had to play this out in your mind. You had to go, okay, worst case scenario, best case scenario. Are we looking at four games, best case, a year, worst case? And maybe, you know, that's where you start. And now you have a new collective bargaining agreement and the commissioner does not make the ruling. But when it's appealed, it goes to the commissioner. This might be one of those, and I don't have this confirmed yet where the two sides got together or will get together and say, we're going to give you this suspension. And, and if you say to Deshaun Watson's attorney, Rusty Harden, say, hypothetically, we're going to give you a 12-game suspension. Now, if you appeal it, it's going to go to the commissioner and he might suspend you for the entire season. Now, if you drop the appeal... This is what we're going to give you. Now, you might go back and forth and Rusty Harden, the attorney for Deshaun Watson, will say, how about eight or how about 10? And this is all hypothetical. I'm trying to get some clarification on this from somebody with the NFL. But this, from what I'm told, is what's going on or has gone on where there's discussions. The NFL Players Association is not involved at least when I'm told, until after a decision has been made. They have to represent Deshaun Watson. It doesn't matter. They're not defending his character. They have to make sure it's due process. He's not overpunished. They have to do this. It's like a public defender you know, representing a serial killer. You still have to represent him. And I think that's what's happening right now with the NFL, Deshaun Watson, his attorney, and the NFL Players Association. But... There's a, a few things going on behind the scenes with this. Yes, Eden. What are they, what does inching closer necessarily mean? Like, what are the baby steps that they're currently taking to figure it out? I'm not sure. It felt like, without my source telling me too much, apparently, that, you know, they're back and forth of what is going to be the suspension and is there going to be an appeal? And, you know, how do we get rid of the appeal? You're going to be suspended. I, I, th- I still think it's a delicate situation from the standpoint of, are there going to be more women? Now it's 26. Are there any more that are out there? What happens if you discipline him? You know, can I discipline him twice? Isn't that double jeopardy? But I, I, I don't know the legal process of how it's going to play out the time frame. But we're getting to a point where now you're going to camp. Cleveland Browns have to understand, you know, they have to be like, okay, who's our quarterback going to be? You still have what's going on with Baker Mayfield. Feels like there's still a lot that's there, 
but it feels like everybody knows exactly what the time frame is going to be, except for how long the suspension is going to be. Yes. Yeah, is this one of those things where a possible suspension is leaked to the media to see the reaction of? Yes. That's what it's starting to feel like. It's like, well, we're getting closer and it's going to be big. Well, you already had that with the Washington Post. They already, Mark Maskey already had this. The NFL will argue the Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson should receive a significant suspension for violating the league's personal conduct policy. Multiple people familiar with the case said Friday. So it's already happened. I'm going to put that out there now. Leave it to our show and other shows to be like, well, what's significant mean? Then you get experts on here and everybody's trying to figure out what that means, significant. Uh, According to the article, the league probably will seek a suspension of one full season for Watson. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. A person familiar with the league's view of the case cautioned to be, quote, careful about specifying a precise length at this point for the suspension. Yeah, that's what I was told this morning. Significant would be the proper term. And then I asked my source, I said, well, what is your de- what's your definition of significant? He goes, well, my my definition is different than somebody else's. And uh, that other person is going or those people are going to be deciding this. But significant feels like the entire season. Sounds like a new segment coming up. Significant, not significant. Mm. Might be playing that later. Yes, Paul. I saw some people on uh, social media, different uh, NFL people comparing it to Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, who was charged for misdemeanor prostitution charges. And then those charges were dropped. And then the NFL basically moved on because there were no charges left. A lot of the articles say now that the charge has been dropped, Roger, um, 
craft is in the clear, and he didn't really get any punishment. I'm, I know it's a little apples and oranges in the severity and the number of accusations, but uh, Kraft got nothing. Well, you can suspend an owner, but we don't even know. Like Daniel Snyder was suspended. I don't even know what that means. You know, he had to hand the team over to his wife. Yeah, right. Uh, the uh, column in the Washington Post by Mark Maskey goes on to say, any suspension would be without pay based on Watson's $1 million salary for this season. The NFL could seek to have a fine imposed in addition to any salary lost by Watson. The league could also stipulate that additional discipline could be imposed if new information surfaces. So you can discipline him twice for the same crime, I'm guessing, is what they're saying. That if more people come forward, more information comes out. But it feels like they're starting in a year. And then I don't know if they work their way back. But from what I was told this morning, it's, it's sort of a uh, tug of war here in negotiations because it could be an appeal. And I'm going to guess it would be where his attorney, Rusty Harden, is going to say, you know, we're going we're gonna to fight. We want it to be this. Now, he might say, my guy's innocent. You know, he shouldn't be suspended at all. But it feels like when you go back to, he almost settled, you know, most of these cases because he was going to be traded to the Miami Dolphins. I mean, there's so many, so many items that are attached to this. Like, why would you get a massage and then make the masseuse sign a, a, a non-disclosure agreement? Like, what, I mean, I don't know if that's standard procedure, but if you've had a massage, chances are you probably didn't sign an NDA. Plus, he had 66 of these masseuses, and as one former NFL player, a uh, Hall of Famer said, if you get one masseuse, one, you don't let them go. It's hard to find a good masseuse. And Deshaun Watson didn't care what your credentials were. Like, there's a lot of things attached to it, and whether it, you know, it comes out, um, it feels like it will. But is there a smoking gun? I think those are, those are the things that, if you're looking for that with Deshaun Watson, I don't know if you're going to get a smoking gun. Yeah, Pauline. One, one comparison as far as being punished twice. Ray Rice, the former Ravens running back, was punished by the NFL and went to a diversion program when he was initially reported that he and his hmm. wife got okay. into an altercation. And then when T, I think it was TMZ, posted the video, it changed everything. And Ray Rice was, his punishment was completely changed and updated. Well, I think that's what the NFL learned their lesson because how they handled Ray Rice was embarrassing. Because the NFL became the story over Ray Rice and how they handled it. You know, you put his wife in the room with Ray instead of interviewing them separately. They, I guess, have learned their lesson, and that's why their approach with Deshaun Watson will be with far more sensitivity than that was. All right, we're just getting started. Your phone calls coming up. Best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like. Seton will provide a poll question or two. The gang's all here. Fritzy, Seton, Marv, Paulie, yours truly. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. Discover. Discover. And here's something from Discover. It's about real, real rewards. That's real rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty. Preferably with, that's preferably with something you actually want. Something you can actually use. Something like cashback match. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Dollar for dollar because when it comes to rewards, you can't go wrong with cashback. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. 
Limitations do apply. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. For senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist, what do you think of that take? The happiest guy that Brady came back is Ben Roethlisberger, so he doesn't have to share the stage and can't know how. That makes sense, too, because isn't it alphabetical, the um... – the, the like speeches, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, not only would he have to share it, but it also could be like there could be like you know seventy five percent of the crowd there to see Tom Brady. They all clear out after he after he's done. You know, uh, what do you make of Bruce Smith coming out after Tony Baselli? I thought Bruce Smith is the one who called Baselli or told Baselli that he was going into the Hall of Fame. Why is why did Bruce Smith turn on Tony Baselli's induction into the Hall of Fame? 
I don't know that I heard about this. Did oh, this? yeah. Wow, I missed this, huh? Yeah. So what ha- what, what, I think Bruce uh, was asked about Baselli going in and the fact that Baselli, part of the reason why he's going in is because of his play against Bruce against Smith Bruce in Smith. one game. Yes. So Bruce. Which would have been like the playoff game in like 95. Yeah, I right? think so. But then yeah. Bruce says, well, he didn't even, uh, he wasn't even the blindside tackle for his, you know, Brunel's left handed and, you know, Tony played left tackle. And Bruce is saying, you know, this is a bad precedent. Paulie, you got the uh, the quote? Yeah, Bruce Smith said, on a serious level, I I and other Hall of Famers believe it's a horrible precedent to negatively zero in on a standing member of the Hall of Fame's play in order to validate the candidacy of a nominee. Oh, that's deep. Yeah, well, but I mean, it's a like, horrible but, like, precedent. To... The Hall of Fa- part of being in the Hall of Fame is mo- big moments, right? Like, And if that's a big moment for Tony Baselli. And I don't think the I don't think the argument with Tony Baselli was ever he wasn't good enough. It was did he do it for long enough? It was like Terrell Davis, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, like, and once you open the door with Terrell Davis, I think more start. Like, we're gonna we're gonna face this a bunch too because if you think about it, like, I mean, that was Calvin Johnson. He's now in. Um, it's gonna be Patrick Willis, right? Like, I think Patrick Willis is probably in that category where he was awesome, okay. but it's like for a little bit of a shorter period of time. So, like, with Baselli, I think the question was never how great he was. And I don't think he's getting in off of one game because I don't think that was the argument. Like, the argument – and I look like I'm, I was in high school when Baselli was in his prime. Um, but, like, I remember Baselli being one of the best tackles in football. The question really wasn't, like, how great he was when he was at his best. That, that was good enough to get in the Hall of Fame was did he do it long enough. So that has nothing to do with – one great game anyway. But I like how Bruce Smith says it's a bad precedent to allow this to happen. I would think criticizing somebody who's going into the Hall of Fame is a bad precedent to happen, too, for somebody who's already in the Hall of Fame. Also, I campaigned for Baselli for years. I want to campaign for Zach Thomas because I think Zach Thomas was one of the brightest football players I ever saw. Miami Dolphins linebacker, and he has a resume there, and I think he's been a finalist a few times. If you talk to, and I asked Peyton Manning about this, and he said it would drive me crazy. You know, you make a call, and then he makes a defensive call. He he already knows what's going to happen. Right. And, and, and you take it from these. It's like when Tom Brady said Jason Taylor is a Hall of Famer. Uh, okay. I, I believe you. Yeah. You know, when when players tell you about players, I you know, then I I'm interested. They know more than anybody. Yeah, because they're the ones that like they're the ones that are sitting there on Wednesday and Thursday in a dark room looking at them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not just playing against them. It's like we have to study them and then we have to game plan against them. And we know, like a quarterback knows, like who his team is most worried about, right? Like for Tom Brady for all those years in that division. I mean, it was Jason Taylor that was the biggest problem for them, you know? And so, and Zach, Zach Thomas is right there with them. Like I, it's, it's an interesting, like underrated part of Jimmy Johnson's career. Cause obviously like, you know, what he did at the university of Miami, what he did with the Cowboys, that's always going to be kind of at the top of his resume. But if you look at that defense that he built in Miami with Taylor, Zach Thomas, Sam Madison, Patrick Sertan, yeah. like it was a, like if they had just gotten the quarterback position right, man, like they may have done what he did in Dallas and Miami. Cause like they, like it wasn't a disaster. They got a lot of things right there. We're talking to Albert Breer, uh, Monday morning quarterback. 
You know, speaking of uh, Dallas, Jimmy Johnson, Mm -hmm. Mike, what is the holdup here with Jerry Jones putting Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor? I think, (laughs) well, is he going in this year? Jerry doesn't commit. So, like, I think he said he wanted him go to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame before the ring. I, I, look, there was something like that. I yeah. mean, there was – look, for a long time, it was what everybody thinks it was, which was about credit for what happened from 1989 to – or 1989 to 1994 in that organization. And I do think that, like, the acrimony from that period and the, like, territory marking, I think, was an important piece to, to Jerry – and so, like, at this point, I, I, I can't imagine there's any reason to keep him out. Like, he, he won two Super Bowls. You could argue he's really responsible for winning three, right? Yeah. Uh, which is more than Landry won. So, I don't know what would keep him out, Dan. Well, he like, said in January that he had not heard anything as, uh, as late as two weeks ago, hadn't heard anything about the Ring of Honor. And it's like, I would Because well, think... he went into Canton last year, right? Jimmy did? Yeah. So, like, I think that that was always the like I maybe that's why he was asked because I thought the plan was always when he got into camp because they were sitting up there on the stage, yeah, last summer, right? Yeah. yeah. And Jerry and Jimmy had that moment mm-hmm. on the set. Mm-hmm. I think it was the NBC set, right? Like where Jerry told Jimmy, "You're going in," <laughs> and that was the whole idea. At least remember, I remember that's what I remember hearing about it was the Cowboys were going to be like, okay, like he's going into the Hall of Fame. And then, you know, teams a lot of times will bring the, you know, an inductee back and give them the day. And they did that. And so, like, it was like, we're going to give him that day. And then next year, we'll induct mm-hmm. him into the Ring of Honor. So I don't know what would keep him out at this point. I thought to a large degree, the hatchet had been buried there and it was time to put him up there. There's no excuse for him not to be in the Ring of yeah, Honor. Yeah, but that's where you get a couple of drinks in you. And I'm going to put you in the Ring of, ring of, of, of Fame there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Jerry walking up to the stage, just winking at somebody and said, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Help me understand the process now with Deshaun Watson that yeah. if, if you know, Washington Post said on Friday, the headline NFL will argue for significant suspension of Deshaun Watson. What would be your definition of significant suspension? I think the full year. Okay. Um, and I think that this was, there was some momentum towards this being, like a maybe eight to 10 game suspension. I do think to some degree what's happened over the last couple of weeks could change things. Um, especially if Watson wasn't fully open and honest with the league and with the Browns about all this stuff. And I'm not talking about the stuff that was already there. I'm talking about the stuff that's more recent, the 23rd lawsuit, the 24th lawsuit. I think everybody knew the 23rd lawsuit was coming. I'm less sure about the 24th lawsuit. And then obviously that number that was in the time story that he solicited 66 women over 18 months. Was he honest with the league about that? If he wasn't, I think the punishment becomes harsher. And I think a heavy punishment here would be a year. Um, and you know, could I, you Mark, see like, more than that, Albert? More than a so, year? Like you know, a lot of people have brought up the Trevor Bauer suspension, right? I think the way the league could couch this if they won a year is they they could say, okay, he already sat out twenty twenty one. No, that wasn't a suspension, but he missed a year of his career. Got paid. It got paid, but he missed a year of his career, and now he's going to miss a second season. So he's going to have missed two full years of his career. When you're talking about time lost, that's equal to Trevor Bowers 
time lost. Now, the money is a different thing, obviously, because of the way the contract structure. I mean, Deshaun potentially could only lose a million dollars, you know, if, in, 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 in that two year period. But, um, you know, I could see where they would say and couch it as a one year suspension is really he's been off the field now for two years. Um, but I do think like that this what's happened the last few weeks has changed some things. Um, as we've talked about before, I do think that the June 30th deadline, which we're coming up on that now, is significant. Um, that's the deadline for pretrial discovery. And I think what the last few weeks have, has illustrated to everybody is that you really aren't going to be out of this until next year at the earliest. And new information could keep coming between now and then. And so whatever you do, whatever punishment you levy, um, if you're the league, you have to leave open the possibility that you have to alter that punishment because new information becomes available. So I think that they feel like when they get to July, um, the arbitrator, Sue Robinson, the league, the union, feel like they'll have enough information to make a conscious decision while leaving that opening that they could alter the punishment going forward. I even had somebody say to me over the weekend, like, is it possible there are two suspensions here? Is it possible there's a suspension now for what they know? And then, you know, you get to 2023 and once the trials start, once, once the court proceedings start, you reassess before 2023 on whether you're going to let him play the full 2023 season. Um, there's just a lot of moving parts here based on the way that information has kind of become public over the course of the last two years and, or the last year and a half. And I really think it's relevant how much of that information was disclosed by Deshaun to both the league and the Browns. Help me understand the process because the commissioner mm -hmm. doesn't dole out the discipline. Right. But so he will hear the appeal mm -hmm. and then he could hand out punishment on an appeal. So, yeah. So like basically, and this was negotiated in the 2020 CBA. Um, the, the, the initial decision, it, it goes to Sue Robinson, who is a, um, an independent arbitrator um, who's, you know, the ex U.S. district court judge. She will make the she will hear the cases from the NFL and the case from the NFLPA, um, and she's gathered all of the information. She will make a decision. After that, the commissioner has the power to alter the punishment, and the only instance in which he can't alter the punishment is if there's no punishment. So, if it's just a fine or there's no suspension, he can't add a suspension to that. But if there's a suspension, he can alter the suspension. After that, the NFLPA has the right to appeal the decision made by Robinson and by the commissioner. And so this is sort of, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, you know, obviously the, the arbitrator does swing a big stick here. And I, and I don't think that the commissioner in such a high profile case is going to want to overrule the, um, the arbitrator mm. that said, the NFL and the NFLPA um, and the, the arbitrator are all, they're all very aware of the optics, which I think is why you saw things become so public over the last couple of weeks, like the NFL getting it out there, right? Like that we want a year and the NFLPA getting it out there that their case is that Daniel Snyder and Robert Kraft and Jerry Richardson weren't subject to this type of punishment in their cases. And so I think you're seeing a PR battle kind of happen ahead of Sue, Sue Robinson's decision. 
Yeah, I get that feeling, too, that there's a, a taffy poll going on yeah. uh, publicly. And then all of a sudden, you know, because sometimes you send the story out just to get reaction, like a significant suspension. And then I talked to a source. I said, what is a significant suspension? And he said, my definition is different than, you know, what Roger Goodell's or this judge will be. And I think that's the interesting part of that. Also, you have Baker Mayfield, you know, yep. sort of hovering but can't land anywhere at what point does carolina say either this is a bargain or it's not a bargain and we're going to stay with sam darnold um well i i will say they they were happy with sam in the spring doesn't mean they they necessarily locked in with him as their starter but he i think showed a little bit more edge and a little bit more fight over the last nine weeks than they had seen in his first year there and Ben McAdoo thinks there's something to work with. I think the way you want to look at the Panthers view of this is bringing in Baker Mayfield would be an effort to raise the floor at the position for them that they feel like maybe Baker Mayfield's not the long-term answer, but he at the very least could give them average quarterback play, which they are not sure they can get from Sam Darnold based on the way he played last year and Matt Corral based on the offense he's coming out of and the transition. That, that, that's not a good NFL. rallying cry there, Albert. I know it sounds bad, but that, but, but that, but you know what though, that illustrates why they aren't willing to take on the money. Here, right? Here's, like, here's, and this the is going to have to, like, I think, I think that the, like, honestly, I think Cleveland is going to have to take on like 70% of the salary for the Panthers to do this. Like this is going to have to be a good deal for the Panthers because what they look at, what they're looking at now is Baker Mayfield would come in and could provide us with average play at the position, <laughs> like 16th, 17th, 18th best quarterback in the league play, which they haven't been able to get the last couple of years. Right. So they feel like if they can do that, then like, all right, like now we can open a quarterback competition and we'll see if somebody can rise above that level. <laughs> but if that's really what you're looking for, it's just average quarterback play. Well, you're not going to fork over a draft pick and another $18 million to get it. Well, I can just see opening day. Here's the chant you're going to hear from the crowd. Let's be average. Let's be average. Let's be average. Let's be average. Well, guys, but like, here's the thing, like, look at like, who's the 16th best quarterback in the NFL right now? I mean, probably a decent player, Ryan, right? Like, Ryan Tannehill. Okay. So if Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback of the Panthers this year, they're okay. Right? Like their defense is getting better. They, you know, draft an offensive lineman sixth overall, their skill players like Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore and they're not, like, it's not a bad roster. The quarterbacks just held them back. And I think getting at, they believe that at least they believe that getting average quarterback play in 2022 will make them a whole lot more competitive than they've been the last couple of years, especially if some of the young guys on defense, like a Brian Burns um, or a JC Horn can develop the way they think those guys are capable of. Thank you, Albert. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Above average, Albert Breer, by the way, above average. Yeah. Somebody, there's gotta be a bigger winner than Ben Roethlisberger and Brady's comeback. Would it be Scotty Miller, maybe? The wide receiver? Yeah. Why would he be a bigger winner? Well, because you think of it like Chris Godwin's already gotten paid. Like, I know from having covered Tom Brady for 18 years, that guy has made a ton of people millionaires, right? Like, like you look at the receivers that have come through there, the offense, like all the players that have come through there, the coaches yeah. that have come through there. Yeah. 
it's got to be somebody like that. Byron Leftwich. Okay. Byron Leftwich. Okay. All right. That's the biggest All winner, right. I think. All right. All right. Because Thank if you. he doesn't have Brady this year and they're terrible on offense, all of a sudden, what happens to his head coaching candidacy? I like that. Thank you, right. Albert. Yes. All right. Thanks, Dan. Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback, the uh, senior NFL reporter. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.